Hello and welcome back to the Hubcast. Today we are, have a very special guest on the podcast, MyPT Hub's very own Chief Information Officer, Hugh Hanley. With over 20 years of experience, Hugh's career in the fitness industry includes working as, as a PT in a studio, um, a commercial health club, all the way to his role at Virgin Active as a head of fitness and personal training before joining MyPT Hub at the beginning of the year. Uh, Hugh is well and truly an industry expert and I'm delighted to have him here today to chat about this and his thoughts on personal training industry in recent months, online coaching and his predictions for 2021. So firstly, Hugh, I've been looking forward to this one, I can't lie. Cheers for inviting me, Ryan. I <laughs> well, yeah. had to walk about five feet for Yeah, this. I had to turn around and simply just ask you. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And you still struggle to say yes. Yeah, should be good though, we're we'll getting into some good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think kind of the first thing I want to ask you um, is how the last six months been for you? I mean, I've heard about you personally and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, what impact have you seen on personal training, fitness coaching industry in the last six months as well? Yeah, it's, it's been hard to watch. So I suppose just from a background perspective on myself. So like you said, a uh, very nice intro. So thank you for that. <laughs> so yes, 20 years experience uh, inside the fitness and PT industry. So I started out working as a gym instructor like most people and I moved into personal training inside a commercial health club. I then went into um, PT studios the next step in my career before coming back to the commercial health club space where I went into regional management and then worked my way up, as you said, to head of fitness and personal training at Virgin Active. Uh, inside Virgin Active, we used to have uh, 1,100 PTs uh, employed with us, so pretty much... Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of PT. So, and we used to deliver fifty eight thousand uh, personal training sessions a month. So, any issue that was ever going to happen in PT, we experienced. Yeah. Uh, but with that, you know, did that for nearly ten years. So, I got to know a lot of the trainers very well and spent a lot of time. And kind of still see myself as a personal trainer. So, I think in the last six months, for me, is actually reaching out and connecting with a lot of my my colleagues and friends of mine that are trainers, and seeing how they've been impacted. You know, the, they've really struggled and kind of their, their livelihoods have been wiped away yeah. pretty quickly. And then with no kind of understanding on when it will come back. So it's been hard to see how much of an impact it's had on them because, you know, like all of us, they've got bills, they've got family members. So I think the last six months has just been actually trying to support friends of mine to help them, yeah. you know, move into the digital space that they've never considered yeah. and help them kind of get their careers back up and running. Have some people done well or some people have not done so well with... It's been a real mix. I think like like everyone has seen, everyone's kind of just gone yeah. from, you know, delivering physical personal training sessions to all of a sudden I have to now go and do yeah, digital. Yeah, yeah. Some people hadn't considered it. And now you got all this free content that's just going out and now people are like, but I'm not making money, but I have to be seen to, to put it online. So I think a lot of them have just said, I have to get online, but they don't know how to get online. Yeah. And that's been the biggest thing I've been helping some of my friends and colleagues with. So it's been hard for a lot of the guys. Like I've seen some great trainers who are delivering 45, 40, 45 sessions a week. Yeah. And currently now, what are we, we're in uh, September time and they're delivering three or four sessions a week now. You know, it's just hard to hear yeah, because absolutely. clients haven't come back. Clients are going through tough times. You know, the clubs they're working in hasn't opened properly. So it's just, it's hard for the guys right now out there. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fairly new to you as well, the whole online sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, in well, recent years, I suppose. Like, yeah, so part of when, when, when my role in VA was basically make sure we were kind of ahead of the trend. So yeah. how do you take like a massive business with 1,100 PTs and make sure you're, you're first to market? So yeah. we, we digitalized our business about two and a half, three years ago, which is obviously where I came in touch with the boys from my PT hub. Mm. 
and how uh, I got on board with you guys. But we realized then we could see trainers were starting to go online. We could see people were starting to make money online. Mm -hmm. So we basically brought in the world around how do we get into remote coaching? So how do you take what you do as a one-to-one -one PT and get a bigger market? Yeah. And that's the way we kind of, as an operator, we're thinking. And that's the same as an individual PT. Yeah. I'm limited to, you know, 25 to 30 hours of good personal training I can do a week. Yeah. How do I actually scale that business to do more so I don't have to always be delivering the physical mm. element? And that's kind of what we were pushing with. So I've had probably two and a half to three years of digitalizing and understanding moving a, a business into the digital world. Mm. Uh, and it's not without its challenges. Mm. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. No, um, it's very yeah. hard. People you hear that from first out experience. Yeah, and people hear success stories and they're out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I went online, I'm now making 100 grand a month. You know, there's one or two people doing that, but 95 to 96% of the trainers are not doing yeah. that. They're still grafting in the one-to-one -one sessions, yeah. but they're building an online business that's actually helping them have additional revenue and giving them more ways of earning. But people do want to do those one-to-one -one sessions as well because it keeps them doing what they love doing as yeah. much as doing the online stuff because obviously online is going to earn you the money in the next yeah. couple of months and for the foreseeable future, but... You want to have that one-to-one -one a little bit sometimes as a trainer. Yeah, I think it's the new it's the new trainer. Like I think you know you can be both. You can be a fully one-to-one. -one, you can be a fully online. But if it was me and I was to kind of stay in the PT world, I'd be going hybrid. Yeah. I think you need an element of both. Yeah, I think one-to-one -one is it's your premium offering where you charge the most bang for your buck. Mm. But ultimately. There's only so many hours you can do of personal training and it gets tiring. Mm. Whereas that's where remote coaching and digitalizing your business yeah. helps you have a scalable business and gives you some additional growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from you've worked with well, quite literally thousands of trainers. Um, so I think what makes, this is very broad, but yeah. what makes a successful personal trainer like, I mean, that's probably changed in the last few months and stuff. And But is there like a type of person or is it more like a, making brand awareness or what, what is it that you've seen that just works every I, time? I think I think it's still the same, regardless whether you're doing digital or whether you're doing um, a physical one-to-one -one session. I think it's still the same, the core principles uh, yeah. stand. So, you know, in a physical of delivering PT, you know, it's about smart appearance. It's about, you know, energy and enthusiasm. It's about coaching the client inside the session and outside the session. So you're always adding value. And they still come across into the digital world. So it's having, if you're using an app, it's having a high standard of your apps to make sure it looks the part, it represents your brand. Yeah. It's making sure when you're interacting with the clients, you're giving value. You're supporting them with, you know, different blogs, different information, helping yeah. them understand the healthy behaviors that they need to do to achieve their goal. And, and the, the big key for any PT is client retention. Yeah. You know, you can get... I've seen it a hundred times over. You get a trainer who can come in and sell the vision really quickly. You know, they can do A, B, and C, and they they rock it. They go from a, a zero to a hero in the space of three, four weeks. Yeah. But then they are also out of the business six months later yeah. because there's no client retention. There's no client programming. There's no value add to clients. And then clients see through that over time. Mm. Uh, so I think the principles are about to still stand the same. It's about adding value. And it's making sure that you're working with your clients and supporting them inside, yeah. inside and outside the session. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that we've been pushing for years, uh, and I still stand over this, 
if you're a trainer who focuses just on one-to-one, you won't stay around very long because it's about actually how you support the clients outside the session. So how do you support them in the other 23 hours where they're not with you, with healthy habits, healthy behaviors to achieve their goals? And that's now more than ever where we need to get to. It's almost being a friend as such, isn't it? Yeah. it's understanding the limiting behaviors that's stopping a client from achieving their goal. Yeah. So when, they're, when you're standing over them, they can do what you ask them to do. But the other 23 hours, what's getting in their way? And how do you educate them to get mm. uh, success outside of the session? Mm. That's what good personal training is. Yeah. It's not just the one session. You can have a great trainer standing over you, but that's only one element of, of being a good PT. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so with that, I mean, in your experience, over the last 10 to 15 years, like for people that haven't been in the industry for that long or maybe they have been, but like from your experience, what's evolved? Like what's changed like yeah. substantially over that, that period of time? Makes me feel old yeah. like when you say it like it that. Should. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I do think you got to remember we're quite a young industry. Yeah. You know, like 25 years ago, there wasn't PTs inside the commercial hot clubs. You know, it's quite a young industry in that respect, considering how big an industry it is nowadays. Uh, I think the biggest change has come from two different sides of the coin. One is the client has changed. Yeah. 20 years ago, people didn't know much about fitness PT. It was nah. very basic, very generic. Come in. I'll show you how to move a weight from A to B. Yeah. Now your client is coming in probably with more education and understanding on nutrition then uh, nutrition training results than ever before you know you only have to look at it when i started in the industry you know it took two or three years to get qualified on nutrition and understand nutrition mm-hmm. you can now have an 18 year old who's following instagram for the last four or five years who completely has a great understanding of macros is well educated up on nutrition and understanding yeah. what they need to do so the client has changed even before the trainer has changed uh trainer wise i think the trainers then need to be more understanding around, like we spoke about earlier, peripheral personal training. Yeah. So what do I do outside the session? And then there's also a huge piece around, there's so many opportunities. And this is the biggest thing from when I was a head of fitness that used to, trainers used to never understand. There's so much opportunity, but the grass is not always greener. So yeah. a trainer will come and work at an Equinox or a Lifetime or a Virgin Active or a David Lloyd and go, oh, my God, this is hard. And then six months later, they'll go and try a pure gym or a plant fitness or another operator. This is hard. I'm going to go freelance, and then they'll move on. You've got to put in your hours. You've got to graft. You've yeah. got to just do 12 to 18 months, build trust with your clients to yeah. grow your business. 15, 20 years ago when I started the industry, there was only two or three operators to work for. You had yeah. to get in. You had to do your graft. Whereas now there's so much variety, people think the grass is greener. Yeah. And they just kind of try go everywhere. And then after 18 months, realize probably just should have stayed one place and built my business before I moved on to the next step. So I think there's a big understanding around do it, grow your business in one place. You can also then subsidize it with bringing your business online, but don't kind of think that you're just going to jump around yeah. from left to right and expect your business to be successful. Yeah, yeah. That's a good phrase, actually. Uh, the grass isn't always green on the other side. It's green the way you water it. There you go. There you go. Free knowledge. Yeah, there you go. You can take that one. (laughs) That one's free. Yeah, yeah, so obviously, let's talk a bit about COVID. Um, We can't can't really just pretend it hasn't happened. It's not happening. Um, And for the industry, it's obviously been quite an impact, um, as we're all aware. So before COVID, obviously, 
although it was probably going on to software eventually and stuff, I guess this whole thing sort of sped up the process, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing in that sense, only that sense. So people are learning it quicker and understanding, obviously, that they're going to have to to earn more money. They're going to have to go online a little bit. But I think what is the difference now, like pre-COVID to post-COVID? Like what is the training going to have to be? And like, how do you see it working for personal trainers going forward? And well, compared to what it was before this all happened. Yeah, I think an interesting stat. So when, back in February, we were doing some work on a, on a project we're doing inside PT Hub. And we were looking at the um, digital fitness industry, and that was growing year on year by 50%. This is back in February. Digital yeah. fitness is growing by 50%. The gym leisure industry was growing by 13% year on year. Yeah. So tech was coming at a rate of knots back in February. Then obviously March, April time, COVID hit. Yeah. And I was reading an article that said that Basically, the tech space has increased by in the last six months by ten years. It's gone. It's grown so quick. So effectively, wow. we've had like ten years of growth in a six-month period because everyone has had no choice but to go online. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And that can be inside our industry or outside our industry. Everyone had to get online. Yeah. So it's it's here to stay. Clients are okay with it. You know, I think there was this element of. Back in February, people thinking, yeah, I understand I should do something in it, but I don't really want to do it or I don't know what I'm doing. Whereas you kind of don't have a choice now, but to do it and the clients are okay with it. So I think as a trainer, you need to have that as part of your offering. If you don't, you're leaving, A, you're leaving some of your business on the table, but you're not servicing your clients the way you should be. Mm. Um, And I think it's foolish of you to think that the client doesn't want it because you've seen so many trainers be successful through COVID. Uh, and people are happy with that nowadays as in I'm time poor. I can now actually realize I can train at home and I might actually train with you remotely two, three days a week and then I might come and meet you physically in a, in a gym or a park once a week. And that's the new world we live in uh, and people are okay. So I think it's basically just kind of fast track where we yeah. were going, um, which is good for PTs because yeah. it gives us more opportunity to, to be successful as trainers. Especially new PTs as well coming into it. It's not like they've just got to learn. Absolutely. Like I think the biggest thing that trainers need to understand is uh, you used to join a gym and you used to compete against 10 to 12 trainers for clients. Yeah. So if there was 2,000 members in a gym and there was 10 trainers on the gym floor, you were all going after new clients, new clients, new clients. In the online world, you know, you're competing with a lot more trainers as everyone's online, but ultimately your net's so much wider. Yeah. You know, you've got thousands and thousands of people you can connect with. Yeah. Uh, so there's more potential, but you've also got to work hard as well for it. And it's kind of trainers getting away from that mentality of it's the here and now. It's actually they need to be just kind of putting their time in their business, growing it online Mm. and thinking of it three to five years from now. Where do I go? Where do my clients come from? Mm. And adding value now and then they'll convert into clients in time. Same way, if you're walking a gym floor, we used to always say the more hands you shake, the more money you make. Yeah, that's the word. In the gym floor, that is it. More free for me. You, that <laughs> the more people you talk to, the more people are going to like you and buy yeah. from you. Digital world is the exact same. How do I actually add value with virtual handshake to get people buying into me and understanding I can help them? Mm. And then in time, they convert into clients. Mm. But you have to put in the groundwork. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think we were getting there probably now, three to five years from now, and now we're there. Yeah. Uh, so we just kind of got to roll with it. And you got to kind of get online and get quick. Yeah. No, exactly that. I mean, so... I guess for people that have already been in the industry a long time and personal training for a long time and even for new personal trainers, where would where would you invest your time and energy into at the moment? What would you 
like if you were a personal trainer like you still yeah. and I would say to you right get back out there where would you start where would you invest your time where would you put all your energy into yeah I would uh, I would definitely get uh, focus on my online presence so adding value through the usual social channels everyone knows about yeah. uh, wouldn't expect anything in return that would just be a branding awareness putting yeah. out good content creating some good information that people that I want to train uh, are interested in hearing. And you got to know your audience. you got to go after what you're good at. You yeah. know, for me, I love uh, hypertrophy, body composition, so I'll go after that market. I'm not going to go after triathletes. So I'm not going to be talking about triathlon training. I'm going to stay in my lane because I'm, it's easier for me to talk about that. So I'd spend my time building a bit of social media presence and focusing on that. I'd start creating my mailing list of people that I can uh, create content for and add my mailing list. I build out my digital presence through a platform, i.e. like my PT Hub. Yeah. Uh, as in, I'd start yes. creating, I'd probably, for me, I would create 100 of my own exercises inside our platform. Yeah. So I can be the star of my own app, effectively brand it up. I'd put out the exercise that I'm going to be doing and program off to my clients. Yeah. I'd give out some sample four-week programs to clients to test to get a feel for me. And then I would also be building my one-to-one business of people that I'm going to work with on a, I, as, as a trainer because I love that for me is the, the creme de la creme yeah, and that yeah. should always be your highest offering yeah. so if you're a PT and you're charging £30 an hour or £70, £80 an hour your one-to-one is where you make that yeah. and then I would spend some time creating some packages that I can sell yeah. to my clients and they could be where you see me once a month you see me once a week or you might see me once a quarter uh, so different levels of accountability yeah. and then you've got a suite of products you can go to market with yeah. uh, ranging from £10 a month all the way up to four or £500 a month yeah. um, and then it's up to you then to just push it out to the audience that you've created through your social media channels and inside the health clubs you're working for yeah, yeah, yeah. do you think people are scared to go online when they've been doing it for so long or yes I think there's an element of I don't know what I'm doing especially you know like, like you uh, have said I've been around for 20 years <laughs> inside, <laughs> inside the industry <laughs> So a lot of my friends who are, who are very experienced PTs are looking at it going, I'm an awesome PT one-to-one. They don't understand they can still do good personal training remotely. And there's, it's a new client and a new way of thinking. So I think there's an element of not understanding how impactful good remote coaching can be. Mm. Uh, and understanding that actually, you even as a remote coach, it's about the accountability you create for a client. That's what gives them the success. So I think a lot of trainers are afraid of it but once they kind of get on on board and understand it and spend some time with someone who's been successful they actually realize yeah they can still make a huge difference on a lot of people's lives by yeah. creating good programs but it's the accountability that the clients are paying for remotely yeah and yeah completely completely i mean we know as much as anyone obviously working at my pt hub that it would be silly for us to say that we don't have an idea of what's going on yeah. and what's been happening over the last few months which I guess is kind of what's been spurring us on to do things like this just because yeah. it's, it's awareness isn't it more than anything and like obviously we've seen an increase in demand in online coaching in the last six months um you've also seen the other side of that where people are panicking a little bit because they don't know what's going to be going on over the next few months um whether they're having another lockdown or whatever that's going to be but obviously preparation is probably key for that now yeah <laughs> um i think do you think online coaches in the masses are here to stay like people are getting into it now because of what's what's going on yeah but 
are they going to be doing it in 12 months time? Are they going to be doing it in 16 months time? I know you say it's going to be part of it, but like, I think they will be. I think there's, there's kind of, again, there's two elements to it. We're, much as we're in the, the COVID crisis, we're also in an obesity crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We, we've got to remember that the obesity crisis has been going on for years. So the opportunity for trainers, and you've got a lot of clients who are afraid to come to a gym mm. because it's intimidating, it's daunting, but they've got a desire to get healthier. So I think there's going to be different elements of it all the way. Mm. I think... Um, the, the client will get a lot more savvy, as in they'll have bought one or two packages online and said, this is really poor. I'm not getting the value for money. Yeah. So they will be a lot more savvy around who they buy from. So I think if you're a PT, you'd want to be banking some good testimonials now yeah. and getting a good kind of like effectively like a trust pilot rating on how good you are remotely. But like a lot of the time, clients invest in the person. Don't exactly. A lot of the time. They don't like, although like you could have, me and you could have four weeks like, I don't know, like a muscle gain kind of yeah. program. And they'll choose me over you because yeah. they like me more, yeah. which is probably quite true as well. Very true. But, <laughs> but do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like it's that sort of thing, isn't it? Like it's, you're right, building the testimonials and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, so I think people will get a lot more aware of it. I think it would be here to stay. I think mm-hmm. people will just be buying from people that are delivering good results and good services and good products. Mm-hmm. I think this rush to the bottom, which is kind of happened now where everyone's going, Zoom available at 9 a.m. on oh, Tuesday morning. Yeah free workout, free workout, that noise will disappear because people will go, I've had enough of that. So I think there will be the trainers that have good content and good followings. And by followings, I mean an engaged audience. It's not about having 20,000 followers. It's about having 200 people that buy into you and like what you're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And then can you get 10% of them to spend £10 with you? Can you get 30% of them to spend £30 with you, et cetera, et cetera. But it's about having an engaged audience. Uh, so I do think it's here to stay, but I think it's the client will get a lot more savvy. They'll only spend their money with people they know are delivering a good service and good value. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let's, so going back to the experience, personal trainers more than the personal trainers yeah. coming to the sinks. I think that's probably more of a worry, I would suppose, for people, isn't it? Like, I'm, if if I was an experienced personal trainer that's only ever done one to one. I think I'd be a little bit worried about some starting something new, especially when my business was probably going quite well, to compare to a, someone that's just coming into the industry because they can learn from the very beginning yeah. to go online. So from an experienced personal trainer's view, like how can they continue to grow their business, like setting KPIs, scanning business, growing a team? Like where do they go now so i think it's about using the experience they got uh, over the last 20 years and kind of so like you say you, you mentioned they're like scaling the business so that's about building your own business online so you know the thing we need to remember as well is while we're focusing on remote coaching mm. a one-to-one trainer who's delivering a physical session still needs to record programming results and tracking and that needs to be done digitally mm. you don't have to be doing that on a, a notepad anymore so even if I'm in a very experienced trainer, I can get my business online and give good client service by actually just putting all my current clients who I'm training one-to-one, programs inside an app, yeah. and then giving them additional homework that they can do away from me at home. And that can be just the 15, 20 clients I work with right now. Yeah. I'm not talking about remote coaching. I'm talking about just servicing my 15 to 20 clients I have now that I train physically. Yeah. I'm putting their programs online and giving them homework. Then you're looking at it going, okay, I've got my 15 to 20 clients here. What if I was to take on five to 10 referrals from these 15 to 20 clients who have worked with me for the last 10, 15 years because they might have friends and family members that can train at the facility you train with, but 
but they like you because they've been training with you as their trainer. So they'll go and give you referrals to their friends yeah. or families and say, my trainer who is awesome is now doing online coaching. Why don't you go and purchase his program? Yeah. And then you kind of take that mentality and just keep over six to eight months, keep asking the same questions. And all of a sudden now you've got a net of 20 one-to-one clients, but you might have 40 remote clients coaching. Mm. So you've gone from being just a trainer who's only in the here and now, and I've only ever been the one-to-one, to six to eight months from now having an online business as well. And then from a scaling perspective, you just bring in some new trainers who are growing who need to learn exactly what you've got. 20 years experience in the one-to-one world and someone who started to develop an online business and you get them to work under your umbrella and then they do the same mentality and then they just build out their business. And then, you know, what you need to do then is as a trainer, as it grows, is make sure you're checking your client retention but also the client retention of any trainers that are working in your brand. Yeah. Um, because that's what we said at the start. That's the key you've got to look for as, a, as you start scaling your business yeah. is the retention of the clients and the service the trainers are providing. So it is just literally thinking about it as a business going, okay, I am here. How do I get to there? And what do I need to do? Yeah. And it's the exact same recipe you would have applied inside a commercial health club that you've got to do in the digital, just having different conversations. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on... Um, so... There's going to be people that obviously won't be able to afford the one-to-one training um, for whatever reason, jobs and all that sort of stuff. It's like keep for client retention. Would you offer them something different, or would you like so? For instance, if they can't afford X, and yeah. they then buy Y from you or whatever that might be. Is that something you think people should do? And should- yes, I think uh, you basically want to keep people in your ecosystem. You know, ecosystem yeah. is a word that's trying around, but by ecosystem, I mean as a client of me. Yeah. I just want to keep them aware of me and associated with me. I want to add value because at some point, they're A, going to give me referrals or B, they're going to get more money and they're going to want to come back and train with me. Mm. So you'd want to keep them in and that could be like a low tier membership option. You might say for $5.99 or $9.99, I'm going to give you access to A, B and C and build it up accordingly. But you want to just keep them in associated with your brand and that can be your blogs, some recipes, some access to a live workout you might do. But you want to keep them uh, associated with you definitely because they're going to be your future your future clients when everything is yeah. uh, settled. Yeah. And look, going back to a point that you made a minute ago about like building up. So for instance, if you're offering a program that's let's say four weeks long, and I think what a lot of people from that I've seen anyway is that it doesn't work the first time. So they yeah. put this on their social media and they're like, right, I've got two people buying this four week program from me. It doesn't work, right? Let's let's scrap that. Yeah. But it is about building it up, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. it's about building up your client base. Like, so they might not. You might have two people buy the first one from you, but then you might have four people buy the next one. But then the same two people would have bought the second one as well as the first one. So you then just keep going up. Like, yeah. And I think that's quite important, and isn't it? Like, I mean, as you said, like you just want to keep on building that. It is that, and it kind of goes back to the point we said earlier on. But like, if you go into the, the physical world of building a BT business, you've got to get out and meet clients, and they don't mm-hmm. just hand you over. 300 pounds for four or five PT sessions because they've met you and you look like you're a good trainer. Mm. They want to get trust from you. They want to build awareness. They want to see your results. They want to get to know you better. And that's why you got to put in the graft. But if you kept doing that for 12 to 18 months, like we spoke about, whether it's in the one-to-one space or the online space, 12 to 18 months, those two people all of a sudden become four, eight, 16, and it ratchets up. Mm. And then 18 months from now, you're in a situation going, Am I a hybrid trainer or do I want to go fully online? Or what is the future hold for me? Yeah. But like you say, too many trainers throw out there going, here's my eight-week body transformation shred program. It didn't work. Oh, it's not for me. 
but you've got two people that invest in you. That's cool. Get those two people results and those two people can help you get four, et cetera, et cetera. Because like we said earlier, it's not going anywhere. So you got to take a three to five year focus on it. Mm. And then that's how you, you scale the business up and grow your business. Yeah. I always wonder how long people plan in advance when it comes to personal training and their yeah. business. Like, so you're saying that you need a three to five year plan. Is yeah. Inside the commercial health clubs and no matter what operator you work for anywhere in the world, you know, a good trainer. And I'm not talking about someone who's just come on board and sold a dream to a lot of people and is delivering loads of sessions. To be a good trainer is a minimum two to three years. You know, it's effectively, yes, you've got qualified, but the apprenticeship starts. Yeah. And that's understanding the next two to three years of good client retention, understanding how to get clients results, understanding all the obstacles that will come your way from clients. Best trainer in the world will still lose 20% of his clients every year, no matter how good you are. So if you're going to lose 20% of your client base, what are you doing for client generation? You've got, you know, too many trainers go, I've got a full diary, I'm delivering 30 sessions a week. Mm. Well, that's great. Well, 20% of them are going to go. So what are you going to do when you've got to fill those six hours? You know, it's physically inevitable. And that's where I think too many people just think, it's easy just to sell the dream, but no, no, it's two to three years of graph, build a client base and then kind of keep building on top of it. Yeah. Uh, and you just got to keep, you got to keep putting the hours in and like you say, taking a long-term strategy to it. Yeah. Um, and too many trainers are a bit short-sighted. I haven't made the, you know, 80, hundred grand and it's not for me, yeah. but do the two to three years apprenticeship to a degree. And then you will see that actually business is there like this. Yeah. It's an well, industry it is, that's booming. Yeah, we, yeah, it is still there, isn't it? I yeah. think a lot of people are thinking, is it, isn't it? Like, for me personally, like, I was probably working out the most I've ever worked out with over lockdown. Yeah. And I was wanting to get fitter. I don't know why or what it yeah. was. I just being at home for a long period of time made me think, well, I want to... Yeah, like I said, you know, the, 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 the net for personal training is bigger than ever. There's an obesity crisis. People are now happy to train at home. There's, you know, it's a great time to be a trainer. And the, for me, I think the most fascinating part of... Um, the world of digital fitness is the day that we have nowadays on clients. So when I was a PT, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, I would always have to ask my client information. How are you feeling today? How did you sleep last night? How was your hydration? Mm. Have you trained this week? To get an understanding of where they are. Now I can just open an app and get all their data pulled in. Mm. And I can look at it and go, wow, so you've done steps yesterday or below where they need to be. I can see your sleep is down. Are you drinking enough? Your nutrition is not where it needs to be. So before this client comes to meet me, I have a full readiness understanding of what this client is. So I can now tailor that session better than ever before. So as a PT, it's the best time ever because you can really personalize a session. Yeah. So if I'm coming to meet you and I see you didn't sleep well last night through the data, I can see that your steps were too high, so you haven't recovered. I can see your nutrition wasn't on point. Before you come to me, I'm like, we were due to train today. We're going to do a heavy a weight session i can see that you're out of kilt so actually we're going to do a bit more of a recovery session to make sure now i'm personalizing personal training yeah. in a remote world because of the data serving through and that's why i think trainers have a huge opportunity to just take their personal training to the next level yeah. versus me just meet you and going well your program says we're going to deadlift so we're deadlifting yeah. quite um, often like, people get like after hour session a week didn't they and they were like after five six weeks they're like well i'm paying all this money and i'm only seeing my trainer once a week and i look no different or i don't feel any different and but it it comes back to that that's peripheral personal training what are you doing outside of the session to get the client's results and that's where tech is cool yeah because you can automate everything and client accountability is well you need to track your nutrition you need to update all your your data through whatever program and what you're wearing etc so the client has the accountability. You're just overseeing it going, yes, you have done it or no, you haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you look like you're far more in control than you've ever been. 
yeah. uh, which is fascinating, I find. That's why I love tech from that perspective, as in, as a personal trainer, we can personalize now more than ever, no matter where your client is in the world. Yeah. Even if it does take you a while to learn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. Um, being the fitness guru that you are, and I suppose we'll finish on this one, otherwise I don't think we can sit here and talk for hours about everything, to be honest with you. What's your predictions? What's happening in 2021 in the fitness industry? Like, where's it going? What do you think? I think uh, I think the fitness tech side is here to stay. I think uh, when COVID is all said and done, I think the, the health clubs will come back slightly different and a lot more community focused. Because I think you know people are happy to you know work remotely and train remotely, but there will be an element of coming to have that experience yeah. with a trainer and actually connect with humans. So I think. I think the hyper trainer is the future. I think yeah. you're going to get the the big health clubs will start understanding remote coaching and they'll start seeing that actually they can do that under their big brand. However, on the flip side of that, the trainer is the personality and the the heartbeat of any business. So trainers can do that themselves as well by having their own product and service as well in the remote world. So I think you're going to have three or four different hybrid models come where you're going to have a big operator will go into remote coaching and physical personal training. Underneath that, you have the personal trainer doing their own business, the exact same. But ultimately, what's going to happen is then you're giving more opportunities to the clients uh, than ever before on how they train or how they want to train. So I think the hybrid is is the, is, the, is here to stay. I think data-led is, is, is going to take over. Yeah. I think the more and more data we have on the clients, the more and more easy it is to program. Uh, and again, it goes back to that point. Your client is a lot more savvy now because they're looking at the data going, well, I only slept for four and a half hours last night. My steps is down, my nutrition is down, my hydration is down. You've then got to personalize on that because they can tell you that they're not feeling 100%. Um, so I think going into the next year, you'll see a lot more community of people. So like as a personal trainer, you will have your community of your clients yeah. underneath your umbrella. And they want to be part of that community too, whether it's Facebook groups or chat groups. They want to be exposed to you and your community, and it will be the same in a in a big operator. They'll be creating big communities to hold on to PTs yeah. because they understand that actually a personal trainer is you know the biggest retention tool any operator can have. Well, I'll hold you to that and see what happens because <laughs> I'm good play. You'll be all right, um, Hugh. I guess we'll finish up there. Um, thank you for joining me. I know it was a hard one for you to do. It's just taking you serious is the hard one. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm always serious, I'm always serious. Um, no, but really appreciate you coming in, and I hope, I think that's probably going to help a lot of people that listen to this. Um, and, yeah, thank you very much, you. Much appreciated. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you very much for joining me for the Hubcast. See you soon.